Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this episode of The Navigator, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week we discuss faith, family, and the trends that are sure to impact the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Robertson, and it is a pleasure to be with you today. You know, I think one of the misconceptions that we have when it comes to our influence as a Christian, our influence on the culture around us and the world around us, is that we think that the basics are just that. They're basic. The, uh, well, yeah, of course, I'm a Christian. I know I need to read my Bible. I know I need to pray. I know I need a soul win. Okay, I got that. But let me try to attack the, the hot button topics. Let me try to attack this or that. But you know, we can become so sidetracked if we are not careful. We can become so sidetracked on the, the hot topics or the news headlines, the things that are going on in our culture that we fail to see what is truly important. Because here's the fact of the matter. If you're going to truly influence your culture, your community, your home, your church, for God, if you're truly going to win your culture to Christ, then everything that you do will flow out of your time alone with God. Our relationship with God is the foundation it's of everything that we do. What you believe about God and who He is is ultimately the thing that drives your behavior. It's through spending time in God's Word and in prayer. That's the thing that r- will radically change you and it will radically change your culture. See, apologetics, it can't change you. Staying away from current events or staying current, rather, on news events, uh, can't do that for you. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul and change your life and change the world. They can help you, give you answers, of course, to things. They They can help you influence your culture for Christ. But it is not, remember that your time alone with God, it is the sole foundation of everything that flows out of that. Every bit of influence that flows out of that. Uh, Paul Chappell said in his book, Keep the Faith, it's a very good book. If you've not read it, I would encourage you to do so. He said, Denominations often reflect the concerns of the culture rather than the concerns of God. And he was speaking to many of our churches today that we talk about, like I said, those hot button topics or we talk about those things that are, 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 
influential on the culture, like the gender issue, like the abortion issue. And we need Christians on the front lines. That's why we have this podcast, is to be on the front lines of those issues. We need to know the answers. We need to know what we believe and why we believe it. We need uh, to show those people the love of God and the love of Christ. But at the same time, remember, they are not the sole purpose of the church. He was saying, in other words, that the church has has let the culture often define their basis for living instead of living their lives on the authority of the Word of God. See, here's what happens. When you keep your attention on the things and the teachings of the world, they will often start to become your consultant. Meaning, if you say, okay, well, I'm going to stay current on events, current on events, and I want to I want to make sure I have these answers for these things. Those are great. You ought to study into that. You ought to have the answers, like I said. But at the same time, if you're spending all of your time focused on the issues of the culture, you are missing the point of the Christian life, and that is to walk humbly with Christ. And we've got to be careful. And how do we walk with Christ? Well, of course, we walk with Christ by getting in His Word. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. You see, the amazing thing about the Word of God is that when we get in it, we begin to get into the living Word. The living Word begins to get in us. It begins to work on us, do spiritual surgery on us. When we rightly divide the Word of truth, it begins to rightly divide us, and it weeds out, it plucks out, purges out all of the the uh, the thorns of flesh and the the thorns of, of of fleshly desires. It begins to bring all of those things out, and it radically changes us, and ultimately changes those around us by our actions, by our words, and by our influence. So the question comes, okay, I understand that my time alone with God is foundational. The issues of the culture are important. I ought to know the answers from the Word of God when it comes to the issues of the culture. But I understand those things are secondary to my time with God. So, But a lot of people, they, they don't understand or don't know where to start. There, I, ha, I remember had a high school student come up to me and ask the question. They said, I want sincerely... They said through tears, I want sincerely to know God and I want to do my devotions, but how? Where do I start? Do I literally, do I just open up my Bible and that's where I began to read? And you know, I I couldn't help but think that so many Christians may have, even that are faithful to church, even that are, are in a good church, may have that question of what do I do in my time alone with God? I'm going to quickly give you four principles that uh, that I've given to teenagers. That shows you how simplistic they are. But something I've used in my own life, these points I go back to often uh, when it comes to my alone time with God, and I think they'll help you. Uh, Number one, I would say find a place. Find a place. You know, many times in Scripture you see Jesus taking leave to a mountain apart. You see that phrase in the Bible. Or to a solitary place to spend time alone with His Father. We see that in Mark 1. Uh, It was a special time away from, I guess you could say, the hustle and bustle, right, of life. To where Jesus could just concentrate on God. He could just concentrate on uh, a communication with His Father. 
Psalm 91, I love this verse. Verse 1 says, He that dwelleth, I love that. He that dwelleth. That means you can stay in the presence of God. You don't have to leave, but you can stay there. He that dwelleth in the secret place, that's your time alone with God. That's that that that's in the place of his presence. That's where that is. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth there shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And you know what? The secret place, it's not secret uh, because God wishes to keep it from us. It's a secret place because very few men ever find it. I want to ask you, where is your place? Now, practically speaking, where's your place uh, in your home? Where do you have your devotional time? I always challenge you to find a place, whether that's you know at your bedside, whether that is in a comfy chair in the living room, that's where my place is. But find a place and consecrate it to God. Say, God, this is your place. This is where I want you to do the work. And God, this is where I want you, I want to meet with you each day. If you don't have a place, then just ask the Lord, God, where do you want me to meet? Where do you want me to go? And then nail that place down and say, okay, God, tomorrow I'm going to start meeting you here. This is my meeting place. We often call a friend or text a friend, hey, you want to meet up at the coffee shop? Okay. And even in times of COVID, okay, some of that is restricted. But at the same time, we meet up. We have a certain place that we meet. We fellowship. Well, have a place in your home, wherever it may be. Pick a place that is good for you and say, God, I want to meet you here. Well, number two, I would say, when it comes to your time alone with God, not just have a place, but to have a plan. Have a plan. A lot of people, as I said, they don't know where to turn. They don't know where to go uh, in the Word of God. Have a plan. I have never been one for, to be honest with you, I've never been one for reading plans or reading lists. Uh, To me, it feels very mechanical to check off a box that I've read a certain scripture for that day. But for this year, for 2021, uh, I have done something different. My church is doing a reading plan, and so I am going to follow along with that. And I'm going to read through my Bible, hopefully earlier on than a year. Uh, but that's just, I, I had a plan, and there's this, this is why I feel like the Lord put it on my heart this year, is because I could see what I'm going to be reading in the next couple weeks. I know exactly what I'm going to be reading tomorrow, and it helps me think, okay? It helps me think in my mind, well, if I read Genesis 2, okay, today, or if I read Genesis 3, 4, and 5 today, well, then I read Genesis 1 and 2 tomorrow. What did I talk about? Oh, yeah, in Genesis 2, this really stuck out to me. So it helps me to look back, see what God's done. It helps me to look forward to something, okay? So that's why I think the Lord has put it on my heart. You don't have to do a reading plan, okay? But whatever it is, have a plan. Ask the Lord to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to take one book and I'm just going to study it thoroughly this year. That's a great plan. I encourage, especially teenagers or new believers, start in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a great place to start. It's got 31 chapters, so you can read one chapter per day and get done in a month's time. Okay, it's a great place to start. For, or if you are a new believer, then the book of John would be a great place. If you're having trouble with doubts, 1 John would be a good place. You see that word K-N-O-W about 39 times in the book of 1 John. Okay, uh, So there are many, many plans, per se, that you could do uh, when it comes to your time alone with God. But whatever it is, have a plan. Because here's the thing. If you don't have a plan, you won't prioritize it in your mind. 
It's amazing how much we plan our week, we plan our days, we plan our months, and we plan our year. And I love to plan. But at the same time, okay, if I'm looking at my planner and if I'm looking and I, I don't make or if I don't put it down in my planner, I've learned that I don't prioritize it, okay, because it helps me to write things down. Well, the same way for you. If you have a plan, it will help you to prioritize your time with God and to be more persistent, as we'll talk about in a second. So number one, I would say have a place have a plan. Number three, make it profitable. Okay, when it comes to your time alone with God, don't waste your time. Uh, We talked in a Bible class with seniors and juniors. We talked about their morning schedules, a little bit different in high school. You're kind of crammed a little bit more for time. You have a lot of time that you have at school, but we talked about what's the best time for you to get up. What's the best time uh, that, or how much time does it take you to get ready? Figure out those things and figure out, okay, what do I need to do to make my time alone with God the most profitable? Because here's the reality is that your time alone with God, it is if you, you, if you do it correctly, it will be profitable to you. The Word of God will help you. The Bible says in Hebrews 4, for the Word of God is quick. That means it's alive. I'm glad we don't serve a dead book. By the way, when you're opening the Word of God, you're not opening up a textbook. You're opening up the very heart of God. The Bible says, for the Word of God is quick it's power and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see, the Word of God will profit you. It will benefit you. It will change you and radically change your home, radically change your culture and your community. So I would say, number one, have a place. Number two, have a plan. Number three, make it profitable. Profitable, And then lastly, be persistent. You know, this is probably the hardest thing to do for us as believers is to be persistent with our time with God, to be faithful in that time. Once again, having a place, having a plan, and making it profitable, saying, hey, I'm not going to let things distract me like my phone, my TV. Okay, Having those things will help you be persistent. But you've got to determine in your mind uh, that you're going to choose Him first. That you're going to say, Lord, this is my place, this is my plan. God, I want to make the best of my time with you because I want to be faithful, as faithful to you as you've been to me. Be persistent when it comes to your time alone with God. Let me share one story with you and then I'll be done. There's a little boy who... He was helping his father, he was excited about helping his dad one day, uh, plant some tomato plants. And his father, after he got done, after they got done planting those tomato plants, he said, well, they need some water. So, son, see if you can go to the old shed and find something in there that will help us carry water. He said, okay, dad, whatever you say. So he went to this old shed, man, it was crusty and dusty and dirty. And he opened it up, everything in there was probably dirty. He was looking for a five-gallon bucket, anything that he could use to carry water from the creek. And uh, he couldn't find really a bucket or anything, so he said, oh, here's a basket, and didn't really take much look at it, grabbed the old nasty thing, and went down to the creek. 
He filled it up with water and began to walk back to his dad, but then he noticed something. He noticed that as he walked further and got closer to his dad, the lighter it became. And sure enough, when he got to his dad, guess what? There was no water in the basket. And kind of chuckling together, your dad, the dad said, okay, uh, try one more time. Maybe walk a little bit faster this time. So the little boy, he takes off running. He fills up that basket and he runs back to his dad. And guess what? Uh, still doesn't make there in time. The holes in the basket were just too big. But the father, he figured he would take this time to take this moment and teach his son a lesson. So he told his son, okay, I want you to go and try again. His son kind of frustrated and puzzled. Why, hey, dad, why, why do I have to do this again? I, I've already done it twice and it doesn't work. He said, I want you just to be faithful. He said, okay, okay, whatever you say, dad, I'll try again. He goes back, guess what? Same thing happens the third time. Father says, I want you to go back. Now the son, he's a little bit agitated. He's a little bit irritated. Okay, Dad, you just saw me do this three times. Why do you want me to keep going back to the creek? Why? Son, I, I just want you to be persistent. I just want you to be faithful. Just, just trust me. Okay, Dad, whatever you say. So the little boy, he runs down to the creek. He runs down the creek and comes back. And same result. Nothing's changed. And he looked at his son and he said, Son, what do you notice about the basket? And the boy looked. He said, Well, the holes are still the holes are still there. There's nothing much has changed in that area. The holes are still there. Yeah, but what do you notice that's different about the basket? He looked at it for a second. The little boy looked at it for a second. He said, Dad, I, I don't know. He looked at his son and he said, It's cleaner, isn't it? Before it was so dirty, it was filthy by all the dirt and grime from inside the building. But now you get, you've continued, you've been persistent in dipping the basket into the water. Now it's so much cleaner. And you know what? That's exactly what God does when we get inside the Word of God. It's exactly what He does. When we get in the Word of God, He begins to wash us. He begins to cleanse us. He begins to make us clean. And you know, although there may be some holes, per se, in our mind where we, we feel like, man, I can't remember everything I've studied, or I can't, I, I try so hard, and I can't just have the perfect devotions. By the way, it's not about having the perfect time of devotions. It's about developing a devotional life to God. Devotion is something you should have regardless of if you're in your time or in your place or not. It's developing a devotional life. And so if I'm persistent in getting in the Word of God, though each and every day, having a plan, having a place, making it as profitable as I can, the Word of God, what will it do for me? It will wash me. It will make me clean. And although I may not be able to remember all the Bible trivia facts, I may not be able to remember all those long names or some words even that I read, I may get frustrated because I can't understand them. I may not be able to preach the Word like some people can or speak the Word like some people can. But if if I am persistent in dipping my life into the Word of God each and every day, then He will wash me and He will use me. And I promise you, if you do those things, just those simple truths, 
about your time alone with God. I promise you that God will use that time to change you and ultimately to change the culture around you. Thank you for being our guest today on the Navigator Podcast. Please visit our website, tyleraroberson.com, for helpful articles and other resources. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com, tyleraroberson.com, and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.